Yo, what's good, everybody? This week's episode is brought to you guys by our amazing sponsor at Geology. Guys, Geology is an award-winning skincare company that has personalized skincare regimens for men today. As we're always talking about on the podcast, guys, it's so important that you improve yourself emotionally, spiritually, financially, but also physically. And one of the best ways you can improve yourself physically is by taking care of your face, which is one of the first things that people see. You can head over to Geology's website. You can go ahead and take a self-diagnostic, and it'll give you guys custom regimen just for you. Go to geology.com. Use the offer code ROOMMATES. You get 30% off, and it's such an affordable skincare regimen. Like I said, guys, Make sure you're taking care of the whole man. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. And geology is going to really help you guys, especially for those who are struggling with acne, struggling with finding the right skincare balance. Geology will take care of you guys. So one more time, go to geology.com. Use the offer code roommates. The link is in the description below. You'll thank me later. And let's get to this week's episode. This week on the Roommates Podcast. You got to first have the desire yeah. because... It's nothing wrong if you want to, you know, stay at home until you're 40 and play video games all day. If that's your life, if that's your desire, then okay, that's your life. That doesn't mean you're gonna maybe make the money you want to make or impact the people you want to make, and that's okay if that's your desire. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's what we're made for, but if that's what you want, then I'm not gonna judge someone. However, you know, if you don't have people that are kind of creating that tough love experience, you've got to say. This is not okay. I'm not okay with where I'm at in my life. This is not work for me anymore. This, you know, for me, I just was like, enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of feeling this way. I'm sick and tired of relying on people. And it was like something inside of me was calling me to do something. Even though I was afraid, it was like, oh, but I need to, like, I'm just not happy with where I'm at. It's like this inner desire to overcome, to learn, to grow. Chris to start the show, baby. Yes, 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 guys. (laughs) We are here. Man. Listen, listen, listen. There's some people in life (laughs) who are trying to live the dream. Mm, mm, mm. They they, they, they wake up every single morning trying to be successful, Mm. trying to make a name for themselves, trying to leave an impact. Mm. You can say some people are trying to be great, but then there's some people who are just already there. They're already men of greatness. They're already men of impact, of inspiration, of motivation, of encouragement. They are the people I'm trying to be. The people Thank that you. Chris. Thank you. Oh, I, oh, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> No, <laughs> no offense to you, Chris. I love you, but you know, <laughs> guys, please, please, please welcome back to the show. One of my favorite human beings on the whole entire planet, the great and only Lewis Howe. Yes, what's going on, Lewis? See you guys, it's always good, it's always a pleasure, man. Appreciate you guys, appreciate you. You got good energy, you know. Thank you, I like Louis. being around you guys. We try our best, man. We, yeah. you know, we we grow. Yeah, you, you, you gotta move out to LA. Yeah, you, know you got. You know <laughs> we need more of you guys here. Really, man. What's wrong? So, what is wrong with LA? Like, would you, like, what do you think that was wrong? What are the two things or the two reasons why we should move to LA? Why you should move? Why we should um, move? 
because it's going to force you to level up based on oh. the amount you have to pay every month. More so it's juice. going to start thinking, oh, I've got to pay way more than where I'm at. That's scary. So I need to come up with creative solutions, strategy on how to generate more mm. and build more revenue streams. I need to think more creatively. I need to think more strategically because right now I'm uncomfortable. You're in a comfortable situation right now. You're in a location where you feel like, okay, maybe it's not the ideal, but it's like you're not stretched financially, right? I don't know, maybe Chris. <laughs> Chris a little bit. He's like, I don't know. I can use a couple extra pairs of shoes. But uh, when you're put, when I've been put into financially challenging situations, I've always uh, figured out who I was. Mm -hmm. Like I figured out, I've never felt comfortable. When I moved to New York City the first time, I remember I paid thirty, thirty six or thirty seven hundred dollars for the first month of rent, and I was like, this is about as much as a year's rent in Ohio. Mm -hmm. That's paying, crazy. Five hundred a month. In Ohio, and I was like, "This is nuts." I go, "What am I doing?" I went there for a, a month at Airbnb, and within the first few days, I go, "Oh, I get it. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. Just the energy, the people I was already meeting. I was like, oh, things are happening at such a rapid speed, and it's.' And I was like, "Okay, yeah, that was. Uh, that's a good investment. Like, I went from five hundred dollars a month to thirty-seven hundred a month in." At first I thought it was crazy, but then I was just like, oh, this is actually a great investment. And it was a small studio apartment. It wasn't like this nice place. Mm -hmm. But automatically within the next month, my income increased. And then every month after that, my income increased. Yeah. My connections, my relationships expanded with the right people and opportunities grew. Mm. When I moved to LA, it was a similar thing. It was a different, same price point, but it was like, okay, I'm still... Uh, paying more for rent, same price point of like just living and food and everything, but I paid more for rent. I was like, man, this is a lot of money. Mm. Like if I had perspective from seven years prior, like I'd have been like, what am I doing spending this much money on rent for a month? I don't mm. own anything. I'm just giving money to sleep at night. But it got me thinking of how to create more, how to connect more, how to add more value to people, and how to be strategic around revenue streams. And so I think we are always going to be only as expansive as like our surroundings and how much we're forced to invest in. Mm. So I think you'll be scared and yet you'll have to expand and grow. You mm. have to be strategic. That's one reason. The second reason, um, I'm here. <laughs> that's a great reason. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and to me, I think that's what I love the most about you. And that's why I'm really excited to bring you back on because, as you know, we've had a huge influx with the audience. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of new guys here, and very similar to the Patrick episode, because Patrick mm -hmm. came on, I think, a couple years ago, mm -hmm. and a lot of guys didn't watch that episode, and mm -hmm. I was just, I was always mad because I was like, "Yo, Patrick is one of the beasts." You know, he came on yours. Yeah. It was a great episode as well. Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, I have to bring him back and reintroduce him to the audience." And now the episode's like blowing up. Wow! So I feel very similar, if not more passionately. No offense, Patrick, <laughs> about you. Like Appreciate you're somebody who's like that episode. You as a man is is to me. You're the you're the epitome to me of the whole man. Mm, I appreciate because it. I think a lot of guys when it, when it, when they come to my mind, I think about either money or success. That's why I like them. But for you, I think it's you already have the money, you have the success, but you also have that you're the person, the character, the, the, character, mm. the, the kindness, the, the energy. You know what I mean? So to be, you know, multi-millionaire, <clears throat> to be, you know, millions of followers, you know, the celebrity, but to be one of the kindest mm. human beings you ever meet, 
that's what makes you the ultimate man, and that's what excites mm, me about you, bringing bro. you to the audience. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you. Yeah. I'm grateful. No grateful problem. to be here. Yeah, when, when did I come on last? What 2018. Your, what was your follower size then? I actually have a picture of it. Because you guys were, what, 200-something thousand We're at 260,000 now. Amazing. But I actually took when when you first came on, you got like twenty thousand maybe. I Probably. took a, I took a picture of it. The day it came out, thirteen thousand. Wow, that's 13, crazy. 000. Yeah, you guys were great. I remember you guys' energy then. Look at that, four views. <laughs> hey, four views. That was a minute. That was the first minute it was out. Four minutes. Four views after four weeks. Just calm, Just calm down. But here's the thing, uh, you know, the thing that I really like about both of you is. I feel like one of my gifts is seeing talent early. Mm. And I saw your guys' character, I saw your energy, I saw your attitude and your passion towards what you were doing, even with 13,000 subscribers. I was like, if you guys are just consistent, it's gonna work out. Mm -hmm. Like, it's gonna grow, it's gonna be, you're gonna help a lot of people. And I think that's one of my, I think I can see myself 10, 12 years ago, and I knew what I had to do to like get to where I'm at, mm -hmm. and I had nothing, and I could see that with you guys, and I was like, it's just a matter of time. So. That's awesome. Appreciate yeah, that. Congrats. Awesome. Appreciate sure. you, brother. Of course. So, so for me, I, I want, I think we touched a little bit into your story in a previous episode, so guys, make sure you check out the previous episode, mm -hmm. so I want to get back to it. But upon watching your documentary, I really feel like there was a lot of caveats to your life mm. that I think was very pivotal. Mm. Because one of the things I always ask people is, you know, I say if you're a 25-year-old guy, you're sitting on your mother's couch, you know, I'm sorry, I ask guests advice to a 25-year-old guy mm. sitting on his mom's <clears throat> couch who doesn't have a lot of money. What would be your advice to that man to build his life up? And when I think about you, that was you. I was doing it. You know, that was you. Couch, yeah, yeah. Those are your sister's couch. Yeah. And so, so many of our audience are these young guys who don't have the money. They don't yeah. have the status. They don't have much going on. And they're down. And they feel like there's no way out. But you're somebody who personally was able to build yourself up from that position mm -hmm. to the man you are today. So I kind of wanted to take the audience on that journey to really yeah. see exactly what was it like, what was your mentality at that point, and then how did you get to really start seeing um, tangible results in your everyday life? I'd say there were three main things. One was mentorship, and I seeked out mentorship early on because I didn't have the answers. And so I was like, I need to find um, mentors with a model that I can mimic. Mm. So who are the mentors that I'm inspired by that have a model of their life or their career, or their business that I can then mimic and apply my own uniqueness to it? Mentors with a model that I can mimic. I found a few mentors early on who really, you know, I was just so passionately excited to learn from them. They just gave me the time of day. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, bugged them enough that they were willing to give me some time. That was one thing is finding those mentors. The second thing was developing skills and mastering skills. Uh, maybe this is a good time to say, you know, check out uh, Skillshare.com slash The Roommates. Mm, yeah, I saw that one of your videos. Um, I don't know if that's a sponsor on the it show is, or not, but it hey. Is. Uh, skills for me is what allowed me to develop as a human being uh, emotionally, also spiritually skills, relationship skills. Uh, building confidence skills, and then just tactical skills that I can apply towards entrepreneurship and business, which was what I was getting into. Uh, and you guys talk about this in your ad. It's like th the easiest way to gain confidence is to build a skill mm. and multiple skills. Mm -hmm. So I went on, every year I create a list. I call it my fear 
list, the things that I'm the most afraid of in my life, my fear list. And in order to become fearless in my life, I, no, I must overcome my fear list. Okay. So I write it down, my biggest fears. So I've done this every year for a long time. <clears throat> and back then when I was 23 to 25, I was really afraid of public speaking. I was afraid of just embarrassment and like looking bad in front of people. Um, I was afraid of a lot of things. I was afraid of like vulnerability, all these things. And so I went all in in public speaking. I went all in on a few, salsa dancing was a fear of mine. I went all in in that. And I just started saying, okay, how do I get it so uncomfortably embarrassed in situations that I realize it's not the end of the, the end of my life. Because when I was growing up, I used to feel so embarrassed and feel like my life is over based on this like feeling of people laughing at me around me. And I realized I was a victim to the feeling of embarrassment and judgment. And if I can take my power back through putting myself in these situations and realizing, okay, this is just me developing a skill to become a better public speaker, a salsa dancer, whatever the thing was, then, um, then I'm going to have a lot more confidence as opposed to be embarrassed all the time. So that was one thing was developing skills. And I did a lot of research, a lot of study uh, on online marketing at that time. Learning entrepreneurship, reading books, reading blogs, watching videos, and going to conferences. I met a lot of mentors and built relationships at these conferences as well. So for years, and still today, I was talking about how I'm taking Spanish lessons, boxing classes, doing things to develop new skills today, even at 37. So we've got mentors, we've got skills. And I would say the third thing, um, which I think is the probably the most important, is emotional intelligence or emotional fitness, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Because there were so many things that I was not prepared for from 25 to 30. And I didn't have the emotional maturity, emotional courage, emotional fitness to be able to communicate how I was feeling to intimate partners, to friends, to family, to business partners effectively. And instead, I lacked that emotional courage and I would say things or do things that I did not, I was not proud of. Mm -hmm. I would say things out of defensiveness because I lacked the emotional courage to be vulnerable. All these different things. And even today, emotional courage, emotional fitness, agility, whatever you want to call it, is the thing that keeps me balanced mm -hmm. when life punches me in the face. Because every day, this is a contact sport. Mm -hmm. You know, life, business is a contact sport. It's gonna, this is not a two-hand touch <laughs> game. Yeah. Relationships are not a two-hand touch. Uh, business, family, life is not a two-hand touch. It's not a flag football game. This is a full contact, you know, throwdown. Yeah. And when you have multiple areas of your life and relationships, and you're trying to build a business, and you have family dynamics, and you've got your health, and you've got friends, all this stuff, and you've got a lot of things going on, there's a lot to manage internally. And learning how to face the constant demons that a lot of us have, especially a lot of men who lack the courage or vulnerability growing up, there's a lot of things we had inside that we gotta learn how to embrace and face and essentially like just hug and love mm. and be willing to talk to whenever those things come up. So for me, having the emotional agility, I wish I would have learned it earlier and it took me until I was 30 to start really practicing that. When I opened up about sexual abuse and trauma, which I think we talked about on the last episode, that's when I started to say, oh, there's another side to like being a human being. It's not about being right, winning all the time, being the best, 
at all costs. You can also create a win-win-win experience all the time. You can also, um, we, we can both be right in certain ways, or we can agree to disagree. I don't have to win at all, everything. I don't have to be right at everything. I can be a great listener and not have to speak all the time. So it's learning the emotional and tangible skills that don't only teach us growing up. Our family usually doesn't teach us. School doesn't teach us. Sports teaches some of it, but it's like the deeper inner work. If I would have done that earlier, I'd be farther ahead by now. Uh, and I probably would have saved a lot of time and energy in relationships that I would have got out sooner, business partnerships, things like that, with more emotional agility. So those three things, mentorships, developing skills, and mastering emotional agility, which is going into the deepest, darkest, shameful parts of your soul and being okay with it. Mm. Those three things I wish I would have done. Yeah. And then if I was going to add a fourth. Okay. Because it's coming to me now, is is mastering financial literacy. Mm. Because I didn't have that in school. They didn't teach us about bookkeeping, accounting. Make, they didn't teach us how to make money. They didn't teach us how to save money. They didn't teach us how to invest money. And I feel like I'm learning that in my mid to late 30s. Mm. Really about investing, saving, and the meaning behind money and how to multiply it. Mm. Uh, so that would be the fourth thing. And that's a lot to try to do in like one year, mm. I get it. But it's like figuring out how can I do little things at a time from 25 to 30 and build upon each thing. Mm. Yeah, mm. I mean, I love everything you said because that's, that's similar to the message that we teach our audience. And even as we're growing men, because you know, we're, we're, we got a long way to go. Um, it seems like you have this radical sense of self-awareness mm. and you want to improve. And I think that's what we're trying to instill, you know, into our men, male audience is that you got to have that self-awareness mm -hmm. so you can see where you are. And then you got to have that mentality, that mama mentality, that, that drive to get to those, you know, solutions to, to see what skills do I need to get better as I can yeah. improve to, uh, you know, really figure out, all right, what do I need to do with my finances so I can see my money grow, et cetera, et cetera. So I want, I would like for you to, to expound on how you got really started with that mentality to actually take one step forth and then the second step. And then when something happens or you got knocked <clears throat> off your confidence, you didn't just go back and just, you know, sit back on the couch. Mm. Uh, I think having a good friend and having good friendships allowed me to like have someone to talk to. So you guys being able to like just talk about, ah, oh, I just messed up here, this happened today. And you guys being able to like share with each other. Mm -hmm. For me, it was really helpful. I've had good friends that I've been able to lean on when I feel overwhelmed or stressed. And the first part of the question was, what was the first step? Yeah, yes. so like when you were on that couch, your sister's couch, and you were sad and depressed mm -hmm. and lonely and just feel like, you know, you weren't going to achieve anything, what was that first... Try to snap. Did it work? What was the first step I took? What action did like I What take? happened? What clicked in your brain? What event was the Here's catalyst? the thing that happened. Cool. It was two things. One, my sister said... <laughs> My sister, after a year and a half, she said, uh, you got to either pay rent or leave. Mm -hmm. And so she gave me a great gift because I was comfortable. I was living for free. She was taking care of me. I was eating her macaroni and cheese or leftover <laughs> yeah. food. I was like, okay, it's not where I want to be as a 24-year-old man or 25-year-old man. Like I wasn't proud of myself, but it was comfortable. I wasn't forced. Uh, so she said, you got you to gotta either pay rent or you gotta leave. Mm. It was a great gift, out of love, she said mm -hmm. this. And so I, <laughs> so I remember going on uh, Craigslist at the time and looking for job opportunities. Mm. 
and I was looking for sports marketing stuff because I was a sports mar- uh, marketing major, sports management major. And that was what I knew. I knew sports. I was like, okay, maybe I'd like this. So I applied for a couple of jobs and I found one that I was like, oh, this could be really cool. Maybe something I'm interested in. I apply for it. I get a job interview. I have one blazer from like college that I put on, like a nice shirt, whatever, khakis, and I get ready to go to this interview. I open the door, I kid you not, I open the door to my sister's house to leave. And there's like three steps to go down and I could see the car on the street right there. And I couldn't take a step out of the house. Really? I remember for whatever reason, this is not like some made up story, I literally could not even take a step because I had this like vision, I was like, I'm gonna go and kill this interview. Mm-hmm. I was like this cocky, confident mm-hmm. then. I was like, I'm gonna destroy this interview. They're gonna want me, eat. of course, it's like I'm gonna get this job and I'm gonna be the man. Yeah. And this, I had this like false sense of confidence, but maybe I would have got the job, maybe not. But I was like, I'm gonna hustle, I'm gonna show passion, of course they're gonna wanna hire me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, and I'm gonna be here for five years mm. and I'm not gonna go do the thing I really wanna do. Mm. And I was like, I can't go take this job opportunity because I know when I'm in a team mentality, like I'm gonna give it my all, I'm gonna go all out and I'm probably gonna be here for a long time and it's not really what I wanna do. It's not mm. my main like, drive right now and so I shut the door I did not even go to the interview I didn't even email them saying I'm not going Mm. and uh, what I did was like okay well I need to make money (laughs) because my sister I can't I'm not gonna go get a job and my sister won't let me stay here so I call my brother and I say hey can I stay at your house (laughs) I call him and he says yes he's married uh, and his wife was like you got to pay $250 a month Mm. that was the first time I was like I had a responsibility to pay something. Mm-hmm. 24, maybe it was 25 at the time. And so having some skin in the game, like a responsibility was the, the step. Yeah. Like someone forced responsibility on me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'd probably still be there like chilling yeah. today. So that forced responsibility, someone saying, I love you enough that I'm not gonna let you stay here anymore. Mm-hmm. You've gotta either pay or you gotta leave. That kind of like tough love was powerful. And so when my brother, his, his wife was like, okay, you gotta pay 250. I was like, I gotta figure out how to make money now. And that's when I started hustling. I was like, what can I do? I'm starting to use LinkedIn more at this time to build relationships and find mentors. Maybe I can coach people on LinkedIn. I started doing make, uh, LinkedIn profile makeovers for people for free. Then people started to pay me. I was like, oh, okay, how can I scale this? Let me charge more for it. Okay, let me start doing LinkedIn events. Let me write a book about LinkedIn. Let me speak about LinkedIn. So I just went all in on one thing, which was LinkedIn at the time. And that was the first action step towards really making money, mm. was using a, a skill that I developed, LinkedIn, going all in to add value to people, and then packaging something so people could paint me. And that was the, the first step. No, that's good because uh, there's this pastor in Seattle who I'm a big fan of, well, he's in Arizona now. Um, and he would always, he has this quote where he says, men are like dump trucks. They drive straighter with a heavier load. Mm-hmm. And so the idea, is that when a lot of guys lack the responsibility, that's when they're just like everywhere, just going everywhere. But then when you put that responsibility on their back and you cause them to actually, you know, sacrifice mm. to achieve something, that's when you see men start straightening up. And I think that's really powerful, similar to your story. And it really resonates with the theme of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like with your life, you're a man, like, it's so interesting. And, and, and everyone thinks I'm like a Lewis House, like, Fanatic is <laughs> the way I describe you, but but I actually I really mean this because our show is about leveling up and improving yourself all the time. 
And that's what you do. You're never okay with where you're at. Right. You're always challenging yourself, which is interesting, to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's the part about you that I was like, yo, when I saw you in that ice thing with those <laughs> dudes, I said, Louis, I love you in all my heart, but you couldn't pay me I to am. go to the... So you're always challenging yourself. So to me, it is synonymous with how that's what that was what caused you to really experience that growth is yeah. being in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, when I'm too comfortable, I feel like... Uh, like, okay, we're making good money. Uh, things are good. Things are growing. It's like, I don't feel alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't feel alive. I'm like, this is good. But man, there's so much inside of me that I could create, that I could offer and give and contribute. And I'm like, would I be happy at this level? I'm happy. I'm grateful. But would I be like truly like I did everything I could to make the biggest impact or to let my art come out into the world in whatever form that is. And so that's why I'm always self-evaluating. Like, oh, things are a little, I feel a little lazy or lax at days ago over the last six months, three months, year. Like, what do I need to do? What's a thing that I, people have always been asking me to do, but I'm scared to do. Mm. I need to do that thing. Yeah. Like this year it's a marathon. I was like, I never want to do a marathon. Mm. And that's why I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to do it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's doing things that are uncomfortable, scary, that I don't want to do because it just makes me feel so much more bulletproof and humble at the same time. Mm. It's like I feel more confident and like, it's like a humble confidence. Mm. The more I accomplish and overcome, the more I feel like I can do anything you put in front of me, but also I don't need to be cocky mm. or like overly confident or boisterous about it. I can be have more humility because I know how much pain I had to experience and how many things knocked me back in that process. Mm. Like I know training for the marathon has been painful. Yeah. It hasn't been easy. And, you know, I've gotten injured a few times. I'm like strained stuff. I'm like, man, I'm a human being. Mm. And this is hard. And so I'm going to be proud and confident when I finish it. But I don't need to be like, I'm the man. I did this. And everyone can, whatever, bow down to me type yeah. of mentality. Yeah. It's just like, man, I have more appreciation and gratitude for my life and for other people. So that's that's what I want to continue to try to do is like continue to make myself feel really proud of the accomplishments I do that are hard for me. And if I can share with the world, great. Uh, but also surround myself with people that continue to remind me to stay very grounded, grateful, humble, and have a lot of humility. So that's what, that's what would make me proud. If I can accomplish the greatest things in the world and have incredible humility without like diminishing what I've created, but also not needing to be like this loud mouth about it. Mm. Mm. Sharing it in a, like a humble way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that uh, that brotherhood that you have, mm. I think every man even had a set of kind of running mates. You Absolutely, know? man. You know, you have the mentors that you look up to uh-huh. that you can ask and that can inspire you and, you know, definitely train you and help you. But that brothers who like, you can like run alongside with and yeah. you know I think we should always have three levels. The mentors that are inspiring us yeah. to lift us up, the the peers that we're working together with, and then those that we're bringing up, like younger mm-hmm. kids or whoever mm-hmm. that you're trying to like inspire. Yeah. So it's like the three levels. Um, Is there any, anything you can you can help men out to get to that second? I feel like that second level is something that is probably the most important. Like if you had if somebody asked you like you know how can what are some the traits of men I need to look for or where can I find these guys to find at? your peer, find your peer group yes um 
I think of like sports teams. I think of like the things that I'm already excited about and passionate about. Sports, business, whether it's you guys talking about relationships, you're going to attract those guys the more you share that information out in the world. Mm -hmm. You're going to attract business entrepreneurship peers the more you're building your business and, and brand and putting it out in the world. Mm -hmm. And the more you show up at the events and conferences or clubhouse rooms where these people are at. So the first seven years of my career, I went to so many conferences because I would see like, oh, here are the speakers that I want to meet mm -hmm. or learn from. These yeah. are the guys that are above me, the girls above me. Yeah. I want to learn from them and I want to meet them if I can. I got to get in the dinner or get in the room, whatever it is backstage to meet them. When you go to those places, there's going to be other people like you mm -hmm. who are wanting to learn as well, who are at that second level, right? Who are like, maybe they're just getting started or they're not to the top yet, but they're they're doing cool things. And you meet each other in the rooms. You meet sitting next to them. You're like, oh, what do you do? And you meet each other. You connect mm -hmm. in those breakout sessions. Um, so I think that's, and then your audience is the ones that are like, kind of like you're helping lift up. Yeah. So for me, it's going to those events. It's joining the clubs and being active in the things that you love. You know, being active in sports, uh, being active in music, whatever things that are your interests, go to those places where people are hanging out and you'll meet those peers. I think, man, as, as, I, as I was listening to you talk, I think one of the challenges is how many people are comfortable being comfortable. And what I hear from your life is you're uncomfortable being comfortable. Mm -hmm. There's so many guys right now who staying with their parents, um, late 20s, early 30s, they're comfortable. They're cool with that. So many guys, you know, working, uh, you know, Minimum, uh, minimum wage jobs, they're comfortable, they're cool with that. Playing video games all day long, they're comfortable, they're cool, cool with that. So to me, it seems as though to really get them going is to force these guys out of their comfort zone. You know, and so I think, I, I as, as you were talking, I'm trying to think what what is some ways, if you if you had one of these guys right now. You gotta create, you gotta create, you gotta first have the desire yeah. because it's nothing wrong if you want to, you know, stay at home until you're 40 and play video games all day. If that's your life, if that's your desire, mm -hmm. then okay, that's your life. That doesn't mean you're going to maybe make the money you want to make or impact the people you want to make. And that's okay if that's your desire. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's what we're made for, but if that's what you want, then I'm not going to judge someone. However, you know, if you don't have people that are kind of creating that tough love experience, you've got to say... This is not okay. I'm not okay with where I'm at in my life. This is not work for me anymore. This, you know, for me, I just was like, enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of feeling this way. I'm sick and tired of relying on people. And it was like something inside of me was calling me to do something. Even though I was afraid, it was like, oh, but I need to, like, I'm just not happy with where I'm at. It's like this inner desire to overcome, to learn, to grow, to monetize. So if you don't have that and someone's pushing you and pushing you, it may not work. Mm. Like I was at the right stage in my life. I was like, okay, 24, 25, I can't be a grown ass man mm -hmm. staying at my sister's house for free anymore. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like the right timing, the right stage and the desire was calling me also that it was like all those things were like, okay, I'm gonna go try it now. Mm. I'm gonna finally like put myself out there and risk mm -hmm. looking silly, failing, being embarrassed having people say no to me. Because mm. it's hard to have people say no to you, especially if you come from like, I was a stud in high school and college and I was the man in sports or whatever. It's like you have an identity of our past mm. that we're living on still that needs to die. You cannot live on the identity of the past that was a confident teenage 22 year old boy mm. that graduated college. Mm. 
<laughs> you know, you've got to develop a new identity and shed that identity. And that is scary. Mm -hmm. Scary uh, creating something new and essentially saying, I'm going out on my own. So for me, this is why it's really challenging to create experiences on your own. That's something I do. You know, I was talking about before, it's like, I'm doing Spanish class three mornings a week and I'm gonna do it for years because it's my experiment, it's gonna make me proud. No one's pushing me to do it, no one's telling me I need to do it, it's for me and I'm doing it. I'm taking boxing lessons right now because I'm like, you know, I'm just running and lifting is not doing it for me. I'm not happy with like my overall internal health, physical health, like, sure, I feel great, but it's like I know there's another level. What's the thing that's scary that I'm not good at that I can also have fun with? In boxing, I'm not good at, I'm a beginner. I have a beginner's mind in Spanish and boxing right now. It sucks to be a beginner. It's horrible. But if you can, if you can figure out like the joy and the little wins as a beginner, where you're not going to be great overnight, the joy of those little wins. That's why I create experiments and experiences every year for myself because no one's going to push me. No one's going to push me. Mm. My friends might say, oh, you should try this and this, but no one's holding me accountable. And I hold myself accountable based on the vision I have for my life, based on what I want to create and put in the world. And I make it meaningful by putting money in the game. Mm. So everything has to have skin in the game. Mm. I've got a therapist that I pay a lot of money for when I need some balance emotionally. Mm. I've got this boxing coach that is a lot of money for an hour. <laughs> it's like crazy to think that I'd pay, it's almost, a month of rent when I was in Ohio for one session. Wow. But what's it gonna get me to do? It's gonna get me to really pay attention. Oh yeah. It's gonna get me to be like, I am all in on oh, this yeah. session. You're squeezing this whole hour out of me. I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, and I'm learning from one of the best, yeah. right? I'm learning from one of the best, so my learning curve is gonna be accelerated than if I was just learning from an average boxing trainer. Mm -hmm. Like I'm already leaps and bound above in the first six weeks than if I was doing it with just a random you know, $30 an hour coach, type yeah, of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Spanish class, man, it's not fun. And if homework, home, I don't do my homework, <laughs> but, but I show up every time. I show up every time. It's I don't have the time to do the homework as much. It's only so many hours in a day, but uh, but I have the skin in me, I have the money down, I put it all in advance yeah. for the boxing lessons, put it all in advance for the Spanish lessons so I can't bail out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I hold myself accountable, and it's in the schedule. Most people don't schedule what they want. Mm. You can't just say, I want this thing, I'm gonna dabble in it. I put it in the schedule months in advance so that I hold myself accountable, and I'm all in on this thing. And I know, okay, even if I suck today, I'm showing up tomorrow, and I'm showing up tomorrow, and I'm gonna find the little wins, I'm gonna make it fun. I'm gonna try to make it fun when it's painful. Mm. By having that attitude around it, I'm learning quicker, and it's a skill. I'm learning two skills right now that I'm just gonna feel unstoppable, mm -hmm. you know, when I master them. And I'm mm -hmm. feeling more confident the further I go along. Skin in the game, scheduling it, and creating the experiences or the experiments yourself is important. Otherwise, hire a coach mm -hmm. that you, that is like a mentor with a model that you can mimic, that you are inspired by. Pay them a lot of money. For me, I will pay coaches all day a lot of money because it's gonna force me to think differently and level up. I'm gonna say, man, uh, I can't believe I just paid 50 grand for this this year, uh, 100 grand for this coaching, gosh. But now I'm expanding my mindset. Mm. 
Mm. I'm like, what's the thing that I've been held back? If they have one strategy, if they have one thing they can recommend to me, if they unlock something in me, I'm gonna double, triple that quickly, which I wouldn't have done. So it's investing in these things, it's scheduling it, and then you creating experiences. And if you don't have the power to do it yourself, you gotta find a friend that you respect who can hold you accountable and push you. If you don't have that, then you gotta find something. There's gotta be something inside of you. Money usually speaks. Man. Money makes you move. Yeah. Take action. Without money and skin in the game, I'm comfortable playing my video games. Relaxing, Netflix, this is easy. Yeah. Money makes you move. Man. He preaching. Lord. That's why, this is why I, I, every time I see you guys, I challenge you guys. You do? Because you probably don't have a lot of people challenging you. You have mentors and friends, but maybe they're big in relationships or big in this, but I see where you guys could go. And this is why, you know, just yeah, push your buttons a little bit. <laughs> but it's like, uh, you guys aren't risking big enough. Oh, man. You know what I mean? You're, you're like... Uh, we're thinking about moving here. We're thinking about moving here because it's a good lifestyle. Is that really a risk? Or is it comfortable? Mm. I'm just saying. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. I said my goal for this episode, I'm going to interview Louis. He's not going to interview me. (laughs) But it's, uh, you know, we need people to challenge us. And when I feel like, and you've got to, you know, you've got to find new mentors and new coaches when you feel like you Maybe they're not challenging as much anymore. You've got to constantly be thinking like, okay, who else is, I'm interviewing billionaires. I'm like, man, these guys are inspiring me. You know, I'm not paying them or coach, they're not coaching me, but I'm learning from them through interviews. Mm -hmm. And I'm like building those relationships. So it's, you know, something. You got to be challenged. The goal is to have that desire within. And if not, then you need someone that you're inspired by to challenge you or a friend, or you got to invest in it. Otherwise, I don't know how you're gonna do it. Man, that's that's really powerful, man, because, Patrick, when he came on, he said the same exact thing that you were saying. And and to me, I tell people this all the time. It's, it's, it's going to seem like a shameless plug, but it's not. The manhood course that I created, I tell people all the time, I charge a price because of what the psychology it teaches men of learning that when you want something, you have to invest in yourself. Yeah. My biggest failure, I tell people this all the time. I actually cried when I last told the story, so I'm not going to cry this time. But when I was a teacher... I had a group of guys I was mentoring who I loved so much, but I have very maternal-like behaviors, mm-hmm. so I babied them. Right. Everything they wanted. Oh, you need this money, you need this phone, you need this. I would give them everything. And so I never taught them, them yeah. how to fish themselves. Yeah. So when I left, they were so dependent upon me, mm-hmm. they had no skills to go out and mm-hmm. do things on their own to sacrifice. So to me, I've always said that's one of my biggest regrets in life is I didn't give those guys the skills, like you said, to put skin in the game themselves mm-hmm. yeah. to get what they want out of life. Yeah. And the, the more, I mean, my friend Dean Graziosi says, we pay attention to what we pay for. Mm. You're going to pay more attention to a bigger investment, a bigger payment. Yeah. If you don't pay for anything, are you going to pay attention to it? Maybe. Mm. Like maybe when you're 23, you'll, you'll go to the gym because that's your thing. Yeah. But are you really, when you're 40, are you paying attention to it? Unless mm. that's like your life. Yeah. But this is why a lot of entrepreneurs, they get burnt out. It's because they don't pay for it. I was telling, I was having an interview with Bob Proctor. He's no Bob Proctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy from The Secret and the, the motivational guy, he's 80-something years old. I think he's 80, I can't remember how old, but he's 80-something. And I did this interview with him. And I said, Bob, what's the thing that's been holding you back? Like, what's the thing that... 
you're challenged with right now? Because business is growing, you got this, you know, you're still crushing it, but what's the thing? And he goes, my health. And he goes, I put a, uh, I don't work out much. Like I don't have a consistent thing, I don't do this. And I said, we need you around for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I expect you to be around for decades. He's an 80 something year old man. Yeah. But I was like, you're not gonna be around unless you take care of your health, unless you schedule it, unless you pay for it. Mm. You don't have anyone holding you accountable. You're not paying for it. He said, you're right. We had a little conversation, a little coaching, and he was like, I'm gonna invest in this, and I go, by when? And he goes, within the month, this date, I'm gonna have a coach, I'm gonna text you and let you know. Today, this morning, I got mm. a video from him. With him and his business partner and the, the, the health coach that they're hiring, who's gonna do five days a week for him. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, great, you need someone to hold you accountable. Yeah. Doesn't have to be me, but I'm just saying like, whoever's watching this, if you have a friend, you should be holding your friend accountable and they should be holding you accountable to the thing that's holding you back. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, our boy trying to get a girlfriend, you gotta hold him <laughs> accountable, you know what I mean? Or it's like, you see one of your friends like, oh, they're extra 30 pounds overweight. It's yeah. like, you gotta have some tough love with your friends mm. and say, hey, I'm gonna hold you accountable on this thing because I can add a skill set to this and you hold me accountable to this thing, the thing I need help with. Let's hold each other accountable. We're, what are we gonna do? What's the experiment? Okay, three days a week, I'm doing this. Five days a week, I'm, whatever it is, you create the ground rules. You gotta have a game plan and then schedule it every single day, whatever you're gonna do, to help you grow. Otherwise, we're not gonna do it unless it's skin in the game, accountability, and an investment. Mm. I'm gonna find something I can challenge you with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna find something. <laughs> nah, man, that's, um, yeah. that's really good, man. So I guess one of the things to me is as, as I'm hearing all this growth and all this work being done by you, and I, and I see you as a guy who's collecting a lot of trophies. And by trophies, I just mean you're, you're achieving the things that you want out of life. But what's interesting is that a lot of players, the more trophies they collect, the more lackadaisical they get. But what I see from you is that not only is it more success making you hungrier for more, mm-hmm. but it's having a effect of humility. Yeah. You become a better human being, and that's not a correlation that you see happen quite often with men as they accumulate power mm-hmm. and success in life. Yeah. So to me, what are some of the secrets? Cause I feel like that's your superpower. Mm. Your superpower is to be, you're gonna be one of the most influential, richest people of all time, who's also one of the most kindest, humblest souls you ever meet. Mm-hmm. And that and that's such a dichotomy for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So for me, as you've been growing, as you've been, you know, leveling up in all these different areas, what keeps you so grounded as a man? Failing a lot. Failing a lot like cuz I will ship my work or art or products into the world and I know nothing is perfect. Mm-hmm. And I get lots of critiques, a lot of feedback, a lot of criticism, whatever, negative comments. And knowing that I'm not perfect, you know, failing in some way, whether a micro failure, a big failure, a public failure, an internal failure, whatever it is, like I have a beginner's mind with things that I try to take on. So boxing, I'm failing. I'm not, I see my trainer, I'm like, I'm nowhere close to this guy. <laughs> so because I'm not great at something new, it keeps me humble. Mm. I have to sit there and listen and be coachable. I have to like, I mess up over and over again, which means like, man, my footwork's off, I'm not hitting the right way, I'm not turning the right way, like, I have a long way to go mm. with this skill. I'm failing in Spanish daily. Mm. And it's like constantly brings me back down and be like, okay, you don't have 
all the answers. You're not perfect. You're not, you're not some god. You're a human being that's failing all the time. Mm -hmm. So having a beginner's mind, having a practice of gratitude really grounds me. Mm. Like when things are rough and challenging or whatever in business or relationships or health, I find the gratitude in that space. When things are really good, I really express the gratitude. Like, man, this, things are really good right now. It's not always going to be great. There's going to be ups and downs. So having a practice and having really close friends from Ohio that will always keep me grounded. Mm -hmm. You know, have known me for a long time. Um, and trusting their opinion and listening to those people. So that helps me. I think also having coaches. I mean, if you're investing in a coach, it means you don't know something. It means you're looking for someone to guide you and support you. It means you don't have all the answers. I have a coach in fitness, in my health. I have a coach, my spirituality. I have a coach in my relationships. I have a coach in business. Mm -hmm. I pay people who I respect mm -hmm. and want to receive information on how to improve. Mm -hmm. The moment I stop having coaches will probably be the moment where you see my ego be inflated. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, I got this figured out. I don't need support from anyone. Eh, I've already done it all. I don't need you to help me. I don't need feedback. So I need to constantly remind myself to like invest in coaches, mentorship, and be in that space. So for me, that's that's some of the things I do. Yeah, I think but I think if again, life in business is a contact sport. So the more my audience expands and the more I put out into the world, the my fans are going to give me harsh feedback if something is not great mm. right and it's gonna bring me back to a place of humility okay i messed up i didn't do everything the right way or i should have listened or i thought i was caught whatever mm. so i'm always got to be listening yeah. yeah you have an amazing balance is what it is what i see because uh, you have this level up mentality where it's like no matter what is success you know your business even your character you're always striving but then again, you challenge yourself in certain areas where you know you have that beginner mindset so you can remain humble and mm -hmm. be, have a learner. But you also use that into your character as well. You use it, it's like, man, I, I can be more emotional supportive, I can be better yeah. in this area, I can be better in service, et cetera, et cetera. Where I feel like when people make a mistake is they get so successful, they get so comfortable, and that's when their mm -hmm. ego get inflated and they never challenge themselves. Mm -hmm. But like I said, you have that balance of like, you know what, I am doing great. I'm doing really good. But I also have things where I do really bad right. or need to get better at. And that keeps me grounded, keeps me founded. And like I said, even with the character as well, it's something that just we just haven't seen before. Yeah. You know, I especially in this industry. So I man, appreciate it. Yeah, man. Kudos. I, appreciate it. I also know like how insecure I've been most of my childhood. Mm -hmm. I also know like where I've come from that I wasn't really able to read and write that well. I couldn't speak in front of my classmates. Like I know that I didn't have it all figured out at an early age. So I'm really appreciative of like, man, like little Lewis went through a lot of challenges and I'm proud of all the things I've overcome. But I always remember like where I was. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I could easily, I just feel like the older I get also like in a moment we could die. Yeah. In a moment I could have a brain trauma. You know, my dad got in a car accident 15, 16 years ago, and he's never been the same. He's still alive, but he doesn't have his memory. He doesn't have his personality because he got hit uh, in his forehead, and he was in a coma for many months. Mm. And we are mortal. You know, we're going to die. Mm -hmm. And injuries happen when you push your body, and it's like, 
we just got to be grateful for what we have right now as well. Mm. Because, you know, you see all the deaths happening and people losing their life and people getting sick and viral, whatever it is, it's like, it could happen at any moment. Yeah. So we just got to be really grateful around at the same time. No, that's that's awesome. And and to me, like I said, I, I always tell men that, you know, the spoils go to the victors. <laughs> and a lot of people have these desires in life, um, you know, for whether it's a, a career, whether it's for a business, whether it's for a certain bank account. But for the people who put in the work, it, there is a input output correlation mm-hmm. where, you know, you get what you want. And I think probably something that impresses me the most many things about you impress me the most but i i think what a lot of guys always reach out to me when it comes to you know finding a relationship with you know a beautiful amazing woman you know and that's what so many guys like you know how do you do this how do you get there what is it like and i'm like yo it's for the guys at the top some of these girls that you want if you want to be if you want a one percent woman you have to be a one percent man and so to me, mm-hmm. there's no other person who could experience, describe that experience such as yourself, because you're dating what some people will consider one of the most beautiful women in the world. She's desired by millions of people. You know what I mean? <laughs> you probably have all types of experiences. And so to me, I'm just curious yeah. with like you being where you're at in life, how has that experience been like being, you know, the man that you are and then having this woman beside you who you know it's it's very popular well-known person who is desired by a lot of people but mm. also desperately loves you what's the experience like is yeah. what you said it's a great experience yeah and i deserve it <laughs> because it's lewis no i deserve it because and she came to me mm. you know, let, you, let him know lewis i mean let him know. i mean she followed me <laughs> yeah 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 First, yeah. right? Yeah, she, she was she became aware of me yes. through uh, a piece of content, and then she discovered and learned more about me. So mm. she was attracted to something she saw, mm. and was like, "Oh!" And her story is like, I saw. I think she saw a video on Facebook originally of mine, and she was like, and "Then she started watching more content, and then she started seeing photos and everything, and she was attracted to the energy, the message, and the mission." And also, not not that bad looking. (laughs) (laughs) But that takes consistent effort, energy, and commitment. Mm -hmm. I could eat whatever and not be good looking. Mm -hmm. But I have discipline. I have structure in my life to be able to, like, stay fit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so she was attracted to me originally. And I saw that she followed me. And and I was like, oh, I, I know who this person is. And I was attracted to her. But I remember thinking to myself, like, this is a type of girl that I dream about, right? Mm. Growing up, like a Latin woman, beautiful, independent, financially resourceful, career-driven, like family-oriented, all these things, right? She's the full package. But I was like, you know what? For the last 10 years, I've been overcoming all my insecurities, all my fears, building myself up, developing new skills to be so desirable for someone like this to come to me. Mm. And it took me Focusing on insecurities and overcoming them, overcoming fears, building relationships, building something meaningful that impacts other people's lives around my business and brand and message. And by going all in on those things, uh, you start to attract people to that energy. Mm. But if you're sitting around at home on your mom's couch playing video games six hours a day, you're not going to attract the dream girl. You're just not someone that you're desired by, that you're excited about. So you've got to be thinking about what 
who do I need to become to be so desirable by anyone? Mm. By anyone. Yeah. And I got to the place after my last breakup. I remember after my last relationship ended, I was like, I'm going to be single for a year. I'm going to be single for at least a year. I'm going to take my time. And I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to enjoy the fruits of my labor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to like, hey. So you're old. <laughs> if, there's some, if there's some, you know, dates I want to go on and just like have some fun and experience it, I'm going to go do that. Yeah. Because you know, I hadn't been single for like five years. So I was like, I really kind of built myself through this previous relationship and, and you know, kind of like grew in that. And I never dated anyone after that, right? Mm. So I was like, kind of been in a relationship for seven years because I was in a relationship for a year and a half before that and then five years on and off. And then I was like, I've never known what's available mm. in the world. And then a month later, we started talking <laughs> and, you know, that kind of happened. And I remember saying to myself, resisting her originally because I was like, gosh, I don't want to jump into this relationship. She really wanted to do something with me and be in a relationship. And I was like, let's slow it down because, you know, I need some time to process, heal, all these things. And also, um, I just haven't been single in a while. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, I can either not be in a relationship with her and go like, see what's out there for a year and maybe miss out on my dream girl. Mm. Or I can see where this goes and give it a chance. And so went into that option because I was like, I don't want to regret missing out. Mm -hmm on her yeah. and I want to experience that. And this is like exactly what, like my dream girl. Mm. But I don't think she would have been, she wouldn't have been attracted to me if I hadn't been overcoming all that stuff, building something, mm. adding value in the world. She wasn't, she wouldn't have been attracted to me. Mm. And so that's process. And that's everything we've talked about. Finding mentors to help me overcome these things, developing skills by creating a fear list and becoming fearless by going all in on the fear list. Um, to the emotional agility. Like six years prior, I started do doing the emotional intelligence work, which made me more emotionally available. So doing those three things over a decade allowed me to really start attracting, you know, a lot of women, mm -hmm. right? Like the DMs that I get today still, and then from massive celebrity influencers. What are like nowadays, Lewis? I mean, girls are, I guess, respectful, but they're flirtatious. Mm. And I won't reply to those. I won't even like open those or reply um, to make sure that I'm respectful of my relationship. But I just see extremely attractive, well-off women. Mm. Um, they message. want you. Well, they're, they're, they're engaging. Okay. They're, they're connecting. They're reaching out. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. engaging with them. Yeah, of course. They're, no, they're, no, 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 no. You don't do that. They're messaging me. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, it's... It feels nice to know that like I've developed myself over years that I'm, I think each man wants to become a magnet for mm. opportunities. You know, you only do that by, by overcoming a lot of stuff inside of yourself that women would be attracted to. Mm. And I'm a work in progress. Like I'm in coaching therapy right now to still help with emotional challenges I'm dealing with. With every new relationship, new business opportunity, there's different stuff we gotta deal with to get break through that next level. So it's never gonna go away. I'm never gonna be like, oh, I've got to figure it out. Yeah. Got the girl, got the family, got the business. Like there's always gonna be a challenge I'm gonna to need to overcome. Mm. If not, I should be scared and go look for a challenge. Mm. That's yeah. So it, it, it feels good to be, you know, attracted, uh, attractive to other people, right? Mm -hmm. It feels good. Yeah. But I never felt that 
growing up. Mm. I didn't feel that growing up. And it wasn't until I started working on myself consistently yeah. where I started to be like, oh, my girl's showing interest. Oh, they didn't reject me when I said hi to them? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, it took years. Mm. Wow. Failing, mistakes, mess ups, all that stuff. Yeah. It's so good, man. It's, it's and, so I, good. and I still need to improve. Like, I need a lot more improvement. That's, and that's what it is. It's, it's so good because we, we preach that level of process. Like, it's a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they see us and they look up to us, but we look up to you. Mm. And it's just the levels that you're at in every area in our lives that we want to get to is so inspiring because it's like, man, this is the kind of mindset you need to have, period. Like, for the rest of your life, no matter what it is, to be the best self that you can be. You can't, it's never a level where you can reach it and you can be comfortable and you can relax and it's like, now nah, I'm good at age 40 because I got however much money in my bank account. Mm -hmm. No, there's so many levels of lessons that you can learn, character that you can build and new experiences yeah. that's going to challenge you. And you have to consistently make yourself uncomfortable to really continue to grow as a person. And then as you do that, that naturally, you get the benefits. Yeah, You yeah. get the benefits of success. You get the benefits of the women. You get the benefits of the respect. So just seeing that in your life and knowing that the work that we're putting in, the work that our guys are putting in, it will, it will, you will reap mm -hmm. what you sow if you continue to do it. And yeah. something that stood out to me, and um, let me know if you want me to cut this out. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I remember one time we were talking, and I feel as though for guys, especially when you're dating a woman such as that, you know, there's always this sense of like, you know, you have these billionaires, millionaires, A-list celebrities, rappers, reaching out to her, reaching out to her, sending DM all the time. They don't care, nonstop. They don't care. You know what I mean? Got you guys. Anyway, <laughs> and but she shows me all the DMs. <laughs> you know, and then so on one end you have the guys who will be so insecure. Mm. And the guys they'll be so afraid. Oh my gosh, so and so reaching out, so and so, and they, and they and they now will begin to live in fear, get clingy, and do some really unhealthy things as a man. But to me, when we were talking about it, there was such a level of who saw to you, like you were just so I, relaxed. I have and, no insecurity around yeah. all the guys that message her. She's got over like twelve million men that follow her, right? Yeah. And. <laughs> And she, I mean, she, the names of the DMs of people that I've seen, you all know who these men are. We know like who some they of the are. biggest celebrities in the world message her, yeah. even when she's posting about me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, and so for me, um, something happened in me a couple of years ago. And I don't know if this was just going through like stress of a previous relationship and just kind of like, and previous relationships where I was jealous, like in my late 20s, early 30s, where I was more insecure and jealous in relationships. Mm -hmm. And just feeling that stress and pain of insecurity and jealousy. Mm -hmm. It was just like taking me away from helping other people and mm -hmm. impacting and being in my business and like focusing. It would make me think and worry all day as opposed to create and add value. Something flipped in me. I don't know if it was, you know, I turned 35 or 36 or if it was just like going through a breakup or what. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, I'm done being insecure or jealous. Like, mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. Like, zero. And in the, she's the person that I should be the most insecure and jealous of. Mm -hmm. And I 
cannot think of a moment. I honestly cannot think of a moment in the last two years that I've been insecure or jealous one time. Do you remember what you told me why you were insecure and jealous? <laughs> I think I said because I feel so confident with myself that if this is, if she doesn't want to be with me, then I shouldn't be chasing her or trying to convince her. Yeah. And I want you to be happy. If it's yeah. with me, great. If it's not with me, yeah. then I want you to be with someone else. Yeah. And I'm going to find another amazing woman yeah. just as inspiring or if not more inspiring yeah. um, because I'm okay with myself. Yeah. And so, listen, I hope we work out long term and yeah. I hope we, things are amazing with us, but... Yeah. I want her to be happy and I want me to be happy. Yeah. And if that's not with us, then that's okay. Yeah. But me being like, I'll do whatever it takes yeah, and yeah, this yeah. needy energy yeah. and, and discounting myself yeah. or allowing myself to cross boundaries that I'm not okay with yeah. just to be in the relationship to make her happy. Yeah. For me, doesn't make sense at this stage of my life. 100%. Maybe at a different stage of my life, it makes sense to like, you know, cross all my boundaries to like make a relationship work. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I don't see myself wanting to do that. Yeah. So I don't want to resent myself in a relationship. Yeah. And and to me, the, the theme of it was that you're a win. Mm -hmm. I look like she is amazing. Mm -hmm. but I'm also amazing. Exactly. You know, and she's actually winning by being here. And some people will take that as arrogance. Mm -hmm. But to me, I took it as ultimate self-awareness mm -hmm. of you looking at yourself. Because I think sometimes with guys, especially when we grow up lowly and down, yeah. we constantly, especially with women, put them on these heavy yeah, pedestals and put ourselves as these lowly peasants. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah. And so it gets to a point where you as a man, because sometimes it's delusion. You can't be living at your mom's house with that kind of mentality. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. sir. But it gets to a point where you as a man have built the life, have done the work mm -hmm. physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially, yeah. mm -hmm. and you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, look at the man I am. Yeah. And you believe yeah. in that. Absolutely. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want, I want myself to be happy and I want her to be happy. Yeah. I hope that's together. And if yeah. it's not, then I hope she's extremely happy someone else and i'll be her biggest fan and look how and and i want guys to understand how free you that's emotional work free yeah. that's yeah. and that yeah. and that's the part where i tell guys all the time what so many people are going to do wrong is you can chase the abs yeah chase the money chase the car chase all this stuff but deep down inside you can be still the same insecure broken man that you were and whatever yeah. you're going to get it's going to manifest the industry yeah. manifest Absolutely. itself and so that's why i always Go back to you as the ultimate man because you've you've realized that without the emotional work, mm -hmm. without doing all this stuff, without you know breaking through the mask of masculinity, get the book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you don't do all these things, you as a man, at the end of the day, you can accomplish everything in life, but it still will be meaningless. Yeah, I mean it's funny because in the last year, I have some friends who I would say are more in the what do I call it? More masculine content, mm -hmm. more like masculine business content, conversation, mm -hmm. talk online. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends said to me recently, a few months ago, was like, you know, yeah, some people say like you're soft now. Yeah. Like they'll call me as like soft because mm. I speak a lot about more like emotions and like the inner battle and stuff like that as opposed to just like grunting it out and being hard all the time or something like that or like alpha stuff all day long. Yeah. 
But I just know living, I lived that way for a long time. Mm. And I wore this like one mentality all the time, not a range of emotional mentality, yeah. but of like, it has to be this way with everything. <clears throat> for me, that, that, that lacked <clears throat> expansiveness. It lacked like the full range of beauty in life. And so the more I dive into my emotions and understanding everything about my insecurities, fears, doubts, all that stuff, and I express it, I just feel like life becomes more alive for me. Mm. And whether that's soft or like less masculine, I'm like, I feel more of a man. Mm. I feel more of a human being. And I feel more of a leader because I'm able to express things in a certain way. I'm not confined to one way. Yeah. And I think what's interesting, you know, my friend Matthew Hussey always says this. He goes, you do something really good <clears throat> that all men, uh, that all women want. Mm. <clears throat> it's like they don't want a strong guy. They don't want a sensitive guy. They don't want a really intelligent guy. Yeah. They don't want a really athletic guy. They want someone who is strong and sensitive. Mm. Someone who's got both. Yes. It's like an explosion when you see both those things. Explosion. Right? It's someone who's like intelligent and passionate. Yeah. It's like not, yeah, you maybe feel safe around the intelligent person, the smart, intelligent person, yeah. but after two years, that gets boring. Yeah. You need someone who's got a combination of things. And I wasn't even aware, but that's just something I'm trying to do always. I'm like, well, how can I add this to my tool belt and this thing and this thing? So I have a, a range of information, yeah. a range of skills, a range of emotional intelligence to bring to anyone, whether it's a guy friend, a business relationship, an intimate relationship, just to life. Mm. By doing that, you just become more valuable to people. Mm. And so I'm just trying to find how can I add more value to my personal life and to other people. You know, Spanish is a value to me with my girlfriend and her family that doesn't speak English, mm. but there's also 500 million people that speak Spanish. Yeah. Maybe I could touch and reach more people through my content that way if I spoke Spanish. Yeah. They could feel me that I took the years of pain and sacrifice and commitment to learn their language. Mm. Not to them to expect my, to learn my language, but to me to relate to them. And if I could have a conversation with people who speak Spanish, could I support them and elevate them in a, in a positive way? Mm. And because I took the time and the energy to develop that skill, I will be rewarded. My company will be rewarded. We will be rewarded mm. because I did the hard work. Mm. And whether that's for your relationship or your health or your family or business, when you do the hard work, you will be rewarded eventually. It may not be overnight, but eventually it'll come back around. Mm. And, uh, I think you gotta get the range of emotions. You gotta get the range of skill set and not just be one thing all the time. That works and you'll attract audience, you'll attract some people, but it'll be limited also in my opinion. Well, Lewis. My God. Every time we talk to you, man, it's just so much inspiration, man. I think it's so funny how this episode all comes together because it began with putting in the difficult work and it mm -hmm. ends with that. And I just, I just want people, I always say, I love guys like Lewis because he just shows me who I want to be. Yep. I feel like a lot of guys, it's like someone once told me, you can always look backwards. You know, always, you know how you like when you're 19, 10, mm -hmm. 5, but it's hard to look forward. Mm -hmm. But that's why, you know, go uh, subscribing to Lewis School of Greatness podcast and, you know, following you on Instagram is that you get to peer into the future of the man that you can be mm -hmm. if you put in the work. And I want to yeah. thank you so much nice, for being it. an inspiration. Thank you so much for being that example. So for our audience that wants to reach out to you, where can they find you at? 
I'm on YouTube, Lewis House, uh, School of Greatness podcast, and Lewis House everywhere online. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you. Check man. it out. Thank you. Yeah. It was real, even better for us to even experience on the masses at the School of Greatness Summit, the Summit of Greatness. Yeah. That was an amazing I can't wait. experience. I, I hope we can I do it this year. Oh, oh, my you guys have fun. We're going to bring, we're gonna bring a ton of people. If we yeah. Yeah. I, hope oh, we do. I promise you, I already have it on my mind. We're bringing a ton of people. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. To it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So Stephon was great there, too. Oh, man, they loved him. They man. loved him. Yeah, yeah. I almost cried when he was coming out. <laughs> <laughs> they loved him, man. Yeah, they loved him. So, yeah. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. So, guys, like I said, make sure you go ahead and follow Lewis on Instagram. Make sure you check out the School of Greatness podcast and subscribe to my brother's YouTube channel. I'll link it in the description below, guys. Show Lewis some love. Reach out to him. Send him a message. Let him know what about this episode stood out to you guys. I know I was blessed. Chris probably was extremely blessed. My name is Hafiz. Chris is the show, baby. And we are joined by Lewis House. We are the roommates. Thank you guys so much and have a great day. <laughs> Appreciate it.